Thanks for hanging out with us. How do you handle a kiss here? We need to have a kiss etiquette conversation. Plus, Holly and Nira sent a hotline and how to avoid a Christmas kitchen meltdown. There are three life hacks that you need for the holidays. Take a listen. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Well, the countdown is actually really, really, really on now. Six sleeps until Santa. And we've got them here. The ultimate hacks. How to avoid a Christmas kitchen meltdown this holiday. A Christmas kitchen meltdown is a real thing. Okay. And the pressure is on. This is obviously such a big thing that psychologists, God, have weighed in. Now, psychologists have released a list of the ultimate hacks to avoid a Christmas kitchen meltdown. This is specifically for the person who's hosting everybody for the big holiday dinner this year. That could be very stressful. Apparently so stressful that psychologists need to, like, write articles on it. I guess, yeah. Okay, so hosting is such a stressful role. Psychologists say there's three hacks. Okay. To avoid a Christmas kitchen meltdown. Number one, prepare everything ahead of time. Yeah. Like they say, like, cut. You should, there should be nothing left to cut by the time your guests arrive. You should pre-cut every single thing that you can cut before people get there. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I, my wife, Jolie, does the lion's share of the work anytime Mm -hmm. that we're hosting something. And we are Mm -hmm. hosting this Christmas. And she's always so excited to do it. But inevitably... You know, family and everybody gets there, and she's like just in the kitchen, with, sweating totally. And her mom is in there with her, and they're like there for like five hours. Yeah, and it's so. St- and she's like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't get to see anybody. I didn't get to visit. Of course, have to, nothing. Of yeah. course. So you got to prepare. Cut everything ahead of time. And they also say, you know, things like desserts or sauces or certain bakes, you can make that all ahead of time. Put it in the fridge and just reheat it. Yeah. Nobody a will know. Nobody will care. And you'll get to actually maybe. Talk to your guests. Yeah, at your house. I love the I, I like. I I really champion that idea of like no one will care. They'll, yeah, they'll be happier that they got to visit with you a little bit. Yeah, I think. Hack number two to avoid a Christmas kitchen meltdown: keep it simple. Keep oh. it simple. You don't need seven sides to go with the turkey. Go with two. I love that idea. One of my most memorable Christmases ever. Uh, we had just moved and we had pizza. Mm. for Christmas dinner. And it was like a jokey thing. I wouldn't want to do it every year, but it was really memorable. And it was like, this is great. My mom tried to pull that on us when we were younger too. She's like, guys, I'm going to switch it up for Christmas. I made turkey burgers. We still don't let her, like it's still a thing every Christmas. We're like, how dare you? (laughs) She's like, it's just like the real turkey dinner. It's way less work. We're like, no. Turkey burgers? No. It's kind of fun. No. (laughs) No. And hack number three, how to avoid a Christmas kitchen meltdown. I love this. Assign tasks to every person that you're having at your house. Everybody's got a job here, guys. Everybody has a role. One year, my sister Leah hosted, and I was in charge. I had the best job. I was her personal bartender. Oh, I love that. She's like, listen, I'm going to be running out. You make sure my glass is full. Make sure it's cold. And I don't want to look and it's empty. I'm like, okay. That was great. It was great. 
That is good. And I like that idea of everybody contributes because yeah. more often than not, these are family members. So That's they right. should feel like more than just guests. They should feel like they can get their hands dirty totally. and stuff. And yeah, it makes it feel like, hey, we did this together. Totally. Uh, it takes a lot of the way, you know, at, there's always things at our house. It's like, oh, can you uh, get the extra chairs from mm-hmm. the garage? Because yeah, we need extra chairs. Good That's one. what I'm always doing. I got to go get the chairs. There's like setting the table. There's mm-hmm. the nap, folding the nap. There's a million things. Totally. DJ. DJ is a good one. Who's DJing? <laughs> Very important question. Holly and Nira. And now, Biz with Nira. And Nira's off. I'm Holly filling in for Britney Spears. Guess who's writing a book together? Her dad and... That's today's top biz story. This is so screwed up. Britney Spears' dad, Jamie Spears, is writing a book together with her ex-husband, Kevin Federline. <laughs> And the kicker is what the book is about. Legit. It is a book on how to be a good parent. From Brady Spears' dad. It it just reeks to me of desperation. Of I'm watch me do something shocking and you're all gonna think it's crazy, but you're all gonna pay for it, and I'm gonna be famous again for five more minutes. Okay, don't anybody waste their money. Don't give him any of your money for this book. Please. You're not gonna learn anything. It's gonna be all BS. Like it's it's ridiculous. And I hope I don't know, there there isn't like a publisher attached to the book, but like who 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 is going to do this? Who's going to put the money up for this book? Right. Yeah, totally. And even like attaching Kevin Federline yeah. to it, it's just another thing to me. It feels like, and and look what else. Yeah. And look what, be yeah. intrigued by how much we know. And it's going to be, we're going to tell you these d- dirty secrets about yeah. parenting and how we're good at it. And you're going to be shocked. Like, I, I hate it. No, I know. I hate it too. And I hate it for Britney Spears. That's so, she's so already traumatized. Like, just leave Britney alone. Yes. Leave her out of this and like go away, Jamie Spears, let me just say. Go away. We don't like you. We don't like you at all. The annual list of the worst movies of 2022 is out, okay, in no particular order because they didn't say this is the very worst. They just said here's the top five worst movies of the year. Okay. Okay. Uh, This is according to Variety Magazine. Top five worst movies of the year. Amsterdam, that one starring Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. Okay. Ter- apparently that's terrible. And I think Taylor Swift is in that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. The new Minions movie, The Rise of Gru. Oh, yeah. I saw it. I took I took my daughter Sloan to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, they said that sucked. <laughs> uh, Bones and All with Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, Zac Efron's movie Firestarter on the list of the worst movies for 2022, and the Marilyn Monroe Netflix movie Blonde on the list for the worst movie of 2022. Okay, that's interesting. I feel like that movie Blonde, they were mm-hmm. expecting it to, it's like black and white, and they were expecting yeah. it to be this big hype thing. Anna yeah. Armas is in it. There was a lot of talk about her, but... Yeah, it's interesting. This list came out from Variety, and then all these A-listers and all these big Hollywood bigwigs and producers and directors jumped all over this article, and they were like, excuse me, but movies, cinema is like art. Like, how dare you tell Come people on. what's good and what's not good? Well, yeah, but, like, it is art, but it, every piece of art has people critique it. Sure. But there's, like, you can't judge one movie. Like, these lists are ridiculous because now people aren't going to see these movies because you don't like them. What if that person does like them? Well, yeah, people are still allowed to make an informed decision. Sure. But if, if Variety was like, hey, this is the best movie, they're not going to be like, well, that review doesn't count either. Totally, they're right? they soak, soak it up. Yeah. They're like, it might suck. Let the people decide. Yeah, totally. Anyway, we'll see. And I saw that Rise of Gru. 
That's the only one on the whole list I've seen is the new Minions movie. I took my kids. It was, I mean, what did, What do you what expect? expect? Like, are you going to watch Minions Rise of Grill no. expecting to see an Oscar-worthy performance? I hope not. <laughs> and if you are, that's your issue. Totally. Uh, love this. We finally have an answer. The case is finally closed. Jack had to die for Rose to live in the Titanic. I promise I will never let go, Jack. Uh. I'll never let go. As a massive Titanic fan, speaking of never letting go, I could not let go of the fact that Rose was out there floating on her door raft and she's got the man of her dreams, the love of her life. She's got him in the water. She's yes. like, I'm good. I'm up here. I'll never let go. Wink. She lets go. By the way, we all know she lets go. We watch him sink into the cold blue. Oh, my God. Director James Cameron is like, listen, I had to finally set it straight for Titanic fans because they have been mad at me forever because of this scene in the movie. Because all these fans are like, yeah, it could have happened. Jack could have gone on the raft with Rose. James Cameron took it next level. He just commissioned a scientific study that involved stunt people who were the exact same weight as Jack and Rose. He put thermal sensors on them. They dipped them in the same temperature water that actually was the temperature of the water when the Titanic sank and he's like I proved it there is no way that they both could have survived only one could have survived and that was Rose. This is so heavy duty of him to like make his point and I love it. Well he's like leave me alone guys I trust me we did our research. Also it's a movie not to me it's not <laughs> okay scat. And I gotta also just quickly say the new Avatar The Way of Water uh, opening weekend did well. Not the biggest movie, but it, it did it did well. It made 134 million at the U.S. box office, making it the fourth best opening of the year. But this happened with the first movie too, with Avatar the original. It was kind of like it didn't really do, didn't really, do, and then went right. insane. So that's what they're hoping for this new Avatar. They say next week is when people are really sure. going to go see it. When they hope the hype has died down a little bit. Yeah. When people have four hours to just right. chill in a movie theater <laughs> and watch the movie. I'm Holly and that is The Biz. It's brought to you by CTV's original competition series, Cross Country Cakeoff. It continues tonight, 9 o'clock on CTV. Holly and Nira's 12 Days of Giving. We absolutely love doing this every year with Guilford Town Center. They hook us up with 12 amazing presents from one of the amazing stores inside Guilford Town Center. We open it. We give it away to you at ShopGTC on Instagram. We love you, Guilford Town Center. They have par they have parking, a parking lot. Like, this is where we're at, people. That is exciting for me. All right. Day 11 today is from one of our favorites, Aritzia. Inside Guilford Town Center, it is a pair of the Super World Super Puff, the new mittens in light birch. They are down-filled puffer mittens. So cozy and perfect for Vancouver. Water-repellent, wind-resistant, ripstop fabric. You need these. They're worth $55, bucks. Uh, plus a Sunday Best Cocoa Scarf in Heather Birch. So beautiful. It's soft. It's this fine yarn, this lightweight feel. It'll keep you warm. It looks amazing. It's worth 48 bucks plus a $100 Aritzia gift card right now. Going to caller 25. Let's say good morning. Is this Jenny in Richmond? Yes, Jenny Lynn in Richmond. Jenny Lynn in Richmond. Guess what, honey? Caller 25. You are so welcome. So you get the mittens, you get the scarf, and you get 100 bucks to spend under it. See ya. No way. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. Thank you, guys. You're so welcome. Now, Jenny Lynn, you can keep these items for yourself, or you could give them away for Christmas. What are you, what are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling like Mama needs a little bit of a treat. I have yes. two kids, so. Okay, yeah. You need all these things. You need all these. Yeah. <laughs> 
wonderful. Well, have a very merry uh, holiday and uh, best of luck. And I um, hope you have all your shopping done. But now you're taking care of. Wrap these and put them under the tree from Santa to you, okay? Wonderful. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And we'll do it again. Our final day is tomorrow. Holly and Nero's 12 Days of Giving. Listen for another chance to win tomorrow morning at 8.30. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. I have a kiss etiquette question for you. How do you handle a kiss here? Kiss. Okay, mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about a kiss on the cheek. Okay, we have two producers on our show. Nira's off sick today, by the way. Um, Scott is here. Hello, Scott. Hi. And then we have another producer, Darren, who is back home. He's broadcasting live from the motherland this morning. He's in Ireland. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I am. It's top of the morning to you, my friend. Mm -hmm. Um, Darren, something happened before you left for the holidays, and (laughs) we need to talk about it. Okay? Okay. Okay. So, Darren is... Irish, okay? He's European. And a big thing to do in Europe that I, I personally don't do here um, is kiss on the cheek, right? It's a thing. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. And so before the holidays, Darren's like, this is his last day. I was going to see him before Christmas. And he's like, hey, I'm like, hey, have a great trip back home. We gave a nice little hug. And then he did the very sweet European, the hug and the kiss on the cheek, okay? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that was very cute. I, I forgot you were European. I forgot the Europeans do that kind of thing. So right away I panicked and I didn't really know what to do with the kiss on the cheek. I, I, I felt very like, should I reciprocate the kiss on the cheek? Do I now? Or has the moment passed? And it was it was a real thing. And I hope I didn't make it too weird. Like uh, No, I didn't feel you were awkward at all. I okay. did not get that um, vibe at all from you. Um I just, uh, I suppose, I don't usually kiss people on the cheek, by the way. It's, it's because I, feel special. I, knew, I knew the next time I was going to see you was going to be in the new year. So right. I'm like, oh, you know, it's kind of like I wish the person well for the new year. I yeah. generally only do it around Christmas or New Year's. Okay. Um, and in Ireland and the UK, it's not as common as, as, let's say, on the continent, on France, Spain, Italy. Yeah. Those people, you know, they kiss you three times in the cheek, back, forth, back again. Yeah. It's less common here, but... Um, I just did it, I think, because, you know, I'm not going to see you for a while. I'm kind of wishing you well for Christmas, New Year's, all yeah. that. Yeah, it was very cute. He's like, happy Christmas, you know, the happy Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. It's <laughs> funny that you're bringing this up, Ollie, because I, I saw this happen. I was standing you like, right there. You witnessed it. I witnessed it happen. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if you even realized <laughs> because it was happening to you. And, I, Darren, I saw you do it, and I was like, because <laughs> the same thing. I was oh like, God. oh, like. Is that how we say goodbye here now? Like on our show? <laughs> Am I going to need to do that too? Like not need to. Not that I'm opposed to doing it. Right. But yeah. I, like you, Holly, uh, right away would start asking myself all of these questions mm-hmm. of uh, should I, should I not, should I like ask permission first? Totally. What if they reciprocate? Is this a special occasion thing? And then it happened so fast. Yes. After he was like, happy Christmas. And we hugged and then he kissed me on the cheek. And then I sort of stood back and then I was like, can I go back in now? Like now it's weird if I <laughs> yeah. went back yeah. in like, and, and to you as well, you know, and then you like <laughs> lean back. Like, the whole thing was just, I wasn't prepared for oh, it. Yeah. 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 You don't need to reciprocate. That's okay. You know, okay. it's done. It's over. And then it's like, <laughs> okay. oh, you know, we hugged and it's, he wished me happy new year, happy Christmas, whatever. Yeah. 
Peace out. You know, there's no need to overthink it. And okay. I didn't get the vibe that you did overthink it. Now I feel a little bit conscious that Scott <laughs> notices, like there was probably <laughs> security watching in the cameras. I'm going to be brought to HR when I return in January. Nah. <laughs> I, I will say, like, your confidence, Darren, is is what's really driving it home. You know, right. the fact that you're just like, no, nah, it's cool. Like, it's fine. I did it. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. That's how you sell a move like that. Totally. You know? I'm, yeah. I'm in my head overthinking it every time, so I just never do it. Scott, if you lean in for a kiss on her cheek today. I'll no, die. No, no. I'll die. <laughs> it's time for Holly and Nira's Santa Hotline. Ho, ho, ho. Six sleeps until the big guy will be here. Can you believe it? It's so soon. It's so close to Christmas. And yeah, we have been so nice this year, Nira and I, that we got a direct line to Santa. And you can leave him a message. 604-871-2945. And this is for kids of all ages, by the way. You can call Santa, give him your name, your age, where you're from, and of course, what you'd like for Christmas. Then we're going to play a bunch of these messages on the air all week. And if we don't get to your message on the air, it doesn't mean Santa doesn't get it. Oh, no, no. Our producer, Scott, is part of his job. He will hand deliver all the messages to Santa. So don't you worry. This morning, let's start with Kayla from Burnaby. Okay, here she is. Hi, Santa. It's Kayla from Burnaby, B.C., I would like a um, a laptop from Apple. I know that's a lot, and you don't really do technology and stuff. If not, that's okay. Uh, could I have $100 Google Play money instead? Like, if not, um, anything is okay. Oh. Thank you. Kayla, you're so sweet. You sound like you deserve a laptop. I don't know. I don't know how it works with Santa and the technology and all that, but I always say to my kids, you can put anything you want. You can ask for anything from Santa. It doesn't mean you're going to get it, but you can always ask. You never know. You never know. Um, I I hope um, Santa doesn't disappoint you, Kayla. And I don't think you will. Come on. All right. This is Jake in Port Moody, who's eight. Hi, Santa. My name is Jake. I live in Port Moody, and I want a giant Snorlax stuffy wearing Santa hat. Okay. I'm eight, and I want a, a real leafy on. And then can you say Merry Christmas to Santa? Merry Christmas! So cute. Okay. Jake, you sound very adorable. Thank you for leaving a message. You sound like you've been good. You don't sound naughty, so I think your your wishes may come true, my friend. I hope so. Have a great Christmas. And finally, this is Neom. And Sajin, brothers uh, from Surrey. Hello, Santa. My name is Neom, and um, I'm calling from Surrey, BC. And I have my brother here with me. His name is Sajin, six years old. My Christmas wish is for Madden 21 on the PS5. Thank you. Um, then here's my brother. Hi, Santa. My name is Sajin. I am six years old. I'm calling from the same place as Neom. Curry BC and my wish is PS5 controller. Oh. Thank you. Bye. Oh, you guys are so cute. Neam and Saj and I are a couple of gamers. I like your style. So Madden 21 for the PS5 and a PS5 controller, which means you could play together very nicely and never argue about it. Correct? I'm just saying, as a mom. Not for Santa. I don't know Santa's rules are, but there you go. Neam and Sajin, Merry Christmas, guys. Have a great day. If you want to talk to Santa, do it. Give us a call. 604 uh, sorry, 871 2945. Do you want to talk to Santa? Give me a call at 604 871 2945.